Simple Life Together, Episode 9, Our Edit and Forget It Challenge and the Power of Saying No. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, we talked about things to eliminate in the coming year and tips for successful resolutions. This week is our Happy Happy New New Year Year episode. We'll be talking about our edit and forget it challenge and the power of saying no. And once again, we got some great listener feedback from Farnoosh Brock of ProlificLiving.com. And we'll get to that a little later in the show. And we also want to provide a special announcement for our listeners in and around San Antonio, Texas. Our friend and colleague, Karen Mead of Let's Get Organizing, will be hosting her annual Organize and Energize workshop. It's on Saturday, January 19th, 2013, from 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at TriPoint on North St. Mary's. There's a great lineup of speakers talking about organization, meal planning, health and fitness, and Dan will be there talking about tech. Woohoo, that'll be me. Hey, I've seen his program. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. We're talking <laughs> mostly about uh, smartphones and apps. So It's awesome. For more information, check out letsgetorganizing.com or facebook.com slash letsgetorganizing. Hope to see you there. We usually mention this at the end of the show, but thanks to those of you who have left some feedback. It sure helps us grow the podcast and bring you content that will help you simplify your life as we simplify ours. We could use some more reviews in iTunes, so if you could take a couple of minutes to do that, we'd really appreciate it. So Dan's starting off first again in the topic segment, but we have some pretty big news, so I'll be jumping in on this topic as well. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a tag team topic. (laughs) Yeah, it's big. (laughs) So we've decided to kick things up a notch right off the bat this year and, and kind of really stretch our commitment to simplifying our lives. We're challenging ourselves with what we call edit and forget it. 2013 fewer things in 2013. That's a lot of That's things. A lot of things. So we'd love 2013. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> we'd love it if you'd consider joining us. Yeah. So we know this is a lofty goal and certainly will not be for everyone. Our true focus is eliminating many of the things that we just we really don't need any longer. And we're trying to reach a point in our lives where we have what we need, appreciate it, and are able to enjoy some margin in our lives. Right. Yeah. You know, candidly, we don't have a lot of clutter in our home. You know, Vanessa's a professional organizer, and it just kind of goes with the territory. Right. I I pretty much edit on (laughs) almost a daily basis sometimes. (laughs) So yeah, we don't. We have a small home, and we don't have a lot of clutter. You're right. So for us, that makes eliminating 2013 things a real challenge, and that's exactly what we want. Right. We do. So we get to spend a little bit of time evaluating each thing and whether we really need it or not. Right. It's going to be a lot of more just really th- hard thinking and consideration yeah. about what we really want to keep in our lives. You know, we've mentioned lots of times before in previous podcasts that it's always good to have an accountability buddy when challenging yourself. And uh, so all of you that listen to the show are going to be our accountability buddies. Oh, surprise. <laughs> to keep surprise. us on track. Yeah. So, you tag, you're it. <laughs> yeah. But we'd like to be yours too. So, it, I mean, if you'd like to join us for the challenge, that would be awesome. Just sign up at simplelifetogether.com. I'll put a link to a form uh, over on the left side of the page where you can sign up. Yeah, that'd be cool. So those who sign up will get some emails from us from time to time as just a little bit of encouragement along the way. And, you know, there's not, I mean, there's really not a, like a winner at the end of this thing uh, where I think anybody who really goes through the process of really trying to downsize and simplify their lives is going to be a winner. And so, no, you're not going to get a, a trophy at the end of the challenge, but 
If you did, you'd probably have a place to put it, right? <laughs> a few new places to put yeah. it. But you know, I, like you said, though, yeah, it, there's no physical trophy because we're trying to get rid of physical things. Right. Um, but I think we're all going to be surprised at what we actually gain in the end. I think so, too. So starting off with the fact that the average American home has around 300,000 things in it. Vanessa's Ooh, men- mentioned that one before. A lot of things. Um, you know, when you do this straight math, we'd be left with eliminating just under 1% of what we have in the raw numbers. But as we looked at that 300,000 number, you know, truth be told, we think that that figure counts each and every single little item. So if you had a, say, a, a 250-piece Lego set, it counts as 250 pieces. And it just doesn't seem too realistic to us and kind of makes getting rid of 2,013 things no challenge whatsoever. Yeah, a little bit, maybe a little insignificant. Yeah, so, so, so we, um, we had to establish some guidelines for ourselves. And uh, in keeping with the way we want to live, we wanted to keep the guidelines kind of simple. So this is what we're using. We'll go over the guidelines in a second, but you know, I really want to want to kind of talk about the raw numbers of this. So to eliminate 2,013 things from our home in 2013, the numbers work out, rounded up basically about like this, about six things per day. I mean, the math was like five five point five, but okay, you know, cool. What do you put half the item in the doorway for? <laughs> no, so, so we're just going to round it up to six things. <laughs> so a, about 40 things per week. And about 170 things a month. Again, those are all kind of rounded up. Wow. Now, we're also including going paperless, though, too, right? Because that's a great way to eliminate paper clutter from your home. So you may want to re-listen to episode six of our interview with Brooks Duncan of Document Snap. Yes, you've got great info. Yeah, we'll put some links in the show notes for the scanner that we use and one of the, the one that Brooks recommends. Because going, you know, getting rid of the clutter, part of that will be digitizing some of your paper documents Absolutely. too. So. so yeah, the, the, those, both of those goals, digital and, and uh, removing things are, are kind of mutually supporting. So we thought mm-hmm. we'd throw that in and we may come up with something, some other part of the challenge later on during the year, but we'll, we'll see. Right. So back to the guidelines, the guidelines that we're following for ourselves are pretty simple. We may have to come up with some additional guidelines for ourselves along the way based on, you know, a new discovery or an unanswered question that we run into. But we're going to start out with these. Things that normally go together or that you originally purchased together count as one, such as a pair of shoes. You buy a pair of shoes. So that counts as one. The man with one red shoe? He only bought one. Or did he paint a shoe red? I forget. <laughs> I forget the movie. Yeah. Okay. But... I don't know. <laughs> Well, that counts as one. Okay. If you bought one shoe, that counts okay, as one. Okay, right? right. so, there's always one person like that in every class. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. Am I one of those? Yeah. yeah. If you look around your class and there's not one of those people in that, then you're probably it. So, but getting getting back to the rules, uh, a deck of cards counts as one, not fifty-two. Not 52. And, uh, so, like a puzzle. And a puzzle would yeah. count as one. Not, you know, if it's a 150 or a 350 piece puzzle, it don't count all 350 right. pieces. It just seems, because it just seems it would be insignificant. Right. You know, but if you get rid of that whole puzzle, that's, that's one item. So, so pretty simple rules there. Um, some additional things, like if you donate packaged food, like canned goods to, uh, you know, a food bank food or bank. something like that, that counts. So throwing out food because it's, you know, stale in your refrigerator doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, a little, that's, these are our rules. So scan documents that we talked about scanning count as one if the original is disposed of, if you shred it or recycle it, whatever. And a document is a document, whether it's a single page document by itself or a 10 page document. Right. Cause you know, like sometimes the bills come in and it has the, the statement, but then it has like an announcement and another tip for you and you have like three pages. 
that's just one document. Right. So okay. each scan document counts as one item. Great. Now, things that we don't ordinarily keep in our home, like junk mail, catalogs, etc., those won't count especially for us, because we recycle those immediately upon receipt. So we don't really keep that kind of clutter in our home. It's just, it's our daily process. We get rid of that as soon as we get it. Right. But if you typically keep them in your home, then by all means, you should probably count them. Like if you have a stack of magazines. <laughs> a stack of getting organized magazines. Right? <laughs> a room full of getting, of how to get rid of your clutter magazines. Hey, yeah. believe it or not, I had a client, I mean, she had like all these different sewing magazines and just, just like craft magazines from back in the 70s. Yeah. She had every one of them. She kept them. She yeah. had the space for it, but it was just like, are you ever going to go back to that? But anyway, right. she probably would get rid of, probably had about 2,000 magazines that she can get rid of right there. Wow. <laughs> She'd be done in a month or a day. <laughs> <laughs> so Anyhow. We, we also made some spreadsheets because we're going to track our progress along the way, and we're going to track what we sell and log in the actual sale amount because we want to know at the end of the year what that totals up to as well. Sure. We're also going to track what we donate and log in the market value. For tax purposes, uh, right? right? What we give away and what we just toss or discard. And just because it's all good to know. It's good us, information. Because yeah. this is a learning thing for us too, but we're hoping that, and I want to explain this real quick, is that the reason why we're doing this is that, sure, Dan and I have, we have this 1,800 square foot home right now, and we do still have space to put stuff in it. But what is that really teaching us and preparing us for with the life that we really want. We want right. to simplify it. We want a smaller home. So just because you have the space, like Parkinson's Law, you're going to fill it up, right? Right. Well, we don't want to do that. We we want to be deliberate on what we keep and allow in our homes. So anyhow, that's kind of our mindset here. Right. It's like I used to tell my students all the time and my, my troops when I was in the military that it, it feels awesome when you live at the intersection of preparation and opportunity. Well, we're preparing for that thousand square foot home or less, you know, and, and so when the opportunity comes, we'll be able to move into it. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Yeah. We, yeah, we want to move into this home a thousand square feet and then, and then all of a sudden we had to get rid of all of our stuff. Well, why not have the process now? Why not start that process now right. and let go of things? And then hopefully we're going to help have some tips for other folks who are on this same journey. I mean, we can, as we go along with this challenge, we may have some tips and pointers and lessons learned, things to do, things not to do. And we hope to help other folks that want to do the same thing. Right. And remember, we were talking about this the other night too, where, you know, I brought up, as like, you know, we were sitting in our living room and I was looking around and I, and I said to Vanessa, I was like, you know, we only have maybe like 200 things in this living room. And we're talking about getting rid of 2013 because <laughs> we don't really, we don't have a lot in there. We have some knickknacks and, but furniture and all, maybe 200. I, I mean, I just did a quick visual count and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, wow, 2013, that's a. And ooh. I'm thinking, I ain't sweating it one bit. I yeah. can't wait to get into that garage in the attic. <laughs> yeah. But it, what came to my mind was that whole preparation and opportunity th comment sure. that I just mentioned. You know, I have some things in there that, that I have uh, emotional attachments to or are sentimental. And just because we build a smaller home and are ready to move in, that doesn't like automatically flip some switch in me no, that doesn't. says I'm no longer sentimental. So this is, this is preparing me to, uh, um, you know, what to do with some of those things. Yeah. So, I mean, we totally understand people who have things that they're not ready to get rid of yet. Right. And I'm not ready to get rid of them right now either. But along this, this journey of this next year and this challenge, it, maybe I will at the end of this, maybe I will be more prepared to, to deal with that. I know you deal with it all the time. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. So we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. So again, those are, these are our guidelines. We'd love it if you join us and you could 
feel free to use the guidelines as is or adapt them for your needs. Right. And like we said, 2,000 items is a lofty goal. It really it sure is. is. And maybe you don't have a space that's as big as ours. Um, or maybe you're just you're just new to this idea of simplifying. You adapt it to whatever fits your needs. But I just think that when there's a challenge and and, and you set goals for yourself, it's it's, it's going to be fun. It will be. It's going to be fun. And you're going. I think I have a sneaky suspicion we're going to get addicted to this whole process. You think so? <laughs> I do. Well, I already, I'm already addicted to it already. <laughs> yeah, I already have a stash ready to go. <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking about this for. I mean, this is a, this is kind of a new idea for us. It is. And so. I mean, I've been going through in my head things that I need to get get rid of anyway. You know, mm-hmm. t-shirts and you know things that I've had for sitting in my drawers for years. And right, and uh, you know that old trick of that that you talk with about your clients about turning things in your closet on the on the hang, hanger. hanger backwards. Hanger, yeah, put yeah. your hanger backwards when you hang up your clothes. Right, and then like in three months, check to see what you haven't worn or yeah. And after. as you wear it and wash it, put it back on the hanger the right, the way, right way. So then, in a snapshot, you can see in a matter of three months or six months. The items that you actually wear. Right. And the ones that you don't, that's a good test to see what you need to let go of. Right. Cool. So that covers the challenge itself. But besides the additional margin that we're hoping it brings to us, we also hope it helps us, kind of what you just said, refine our process of simplifying so we can make it sustainable and repeatable. That's key. And be able to pass it on to folks like you. And uh, so we're hoping it reveals some hidden inspiration for for future shows, too. Right, right. So again, if you'd like to join us, just click on the Edit and Forget It box on the left side of SimpleLifeTogether.com, and that'll take you to a sign-up form. And like I said, I made some no-frills Google Docs spreadsheets that you can use if you'd like to track your items, and I'll email you those links after you sign up. So that's it. Edit and Forget It. 2013 Fewer Things in 2013. Love it. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Game it on. on. <laughs> Game on. What you say earlier when we were talking about this? You're like, hey, it's go big or go, go home. Oh, that's right. There's lots of, there's, I mean, as I was looking around, I saw their challenges out there and, you know, get, get rid of one it thing a people day. People have done some amazing things. They, they really have. But, you know, we're in Texas. We like to go big, you know. Yeah. So we, we had to do a big old honking challenge. Big old honking challenge. <laughs> 2013. Thanks, so. Oh, boy. So here we go. Yeah. All right. Stick with us, folks, and see how it goes, right? <laughs> you know, we could get rid of all of those in one, and just getting rid of our son's Yu-Gi-Oh card collection that he had from 10 years ago. <laughs> Dear God, yeah. I spent more money on those cards than I care to mention. <laughs> okay. So getting serious again. Here we go. We're going to talk about my topic now, which is the power of saying no. And I think our edit and forget it challenge is a perfect lead into my topic today. I mean, we're essentially going to be saying no to allowing yep. things and clutter to dominate our lives, right, Dan? We sure are. I think the hardest part for me is having to say no to buying cute shoes and clothes. <laughs> I know that sounds so stereotypical. You had no problem saying no when we were dating. <laughs> Jeez. Well, let me tell you first. I may have to edit that one out. No, no, that's perfect. Leave it in there. Keep it real here, babe. You know, I actually, I'm a frugal shopper, right, Dan? Yes, you are. I'm a very frugal shopper, um, but I do like to look cute and everything, and I'm always about And you do a good, a good job of it. Yeah, and I, I'm good about buying, you know, letting go of stuff when I get something new. So I'm good about keeping the balance, but my challenge is to just not even get anything new at all. Right. You know, let's just let go and not not replace it with something new. So, because I've let that be my crutch. I've let that one in one out rule be a crutch for me. It's just like anything that you do, you know, when you're trying to, to build a fitness plan or a good financial plan, you take it one step at a time. I'm ready to take it to the next level. Right. Because, yeah, it's one in one out is um, you don't make progress on that. It's right. just you know, it it's, balances it's, out. It's a, great, it's a great test. It's great when you're beginning to learn to get organized and get control of your clutter. 
But for me, I'm ready to take it to the next level. And so I think that's going to be kind of a tough thing for me. So say no to buy new is going to be tough. But I also think the topic of the power of saying no will also be helpful with your New Year's resolutions. You know, I talked last week about how to make your resolutions a success. And I think this topic piggybacks on that. It's simply another tool to help you along the way in accomplishing your goals and sticking to your priorities. I think you're right. I think it really does tie into a, to that really well. Mm-hmm. So, so why is it so hard to say no? It certainly isn't difficult for little kids. Just ask yeah. our daughter. <laughs> I think a lot of it is the just being worried about hurting feelings, you know? Well, yeah, it is. I, th- I think you're right. And it seems as we get older, we somehow adopt this notion that we have to say yes to everything and everyone. Why is that? I mean, maybe we fear being politically incorrect or being labeled a non-team player. Maybe we don't like to disappoint. Maybe we feel guilty or obligated to help others. Maybe we seek constant approval from coworkers, friends, family, and even strangers. Yeah, it 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 almost feels like it's a a, just an expectation. You ask, no, of course. Oh, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the boss comes over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And maybe we're afraid of the perceived outcomes, like getting fired or maybe losing friends or upsetting someone or missing out on a great opportunity. Or perhaps we feel like in order to attain the status of Superman, right? Yeah. Or superhuman. Or supermom. Or like a lot of my clients are trying to be supermom. We have to say yes to everything and everyone. Well, I challenge you to think a little bit differently about this. So listen to this. No is a little two-letter, one-syllable word that all by itself can be a complete sentence. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) And at times, it's even more powerful than the word yes. Saying no can have a profound impact on your life. And here are some benefits of learning to say no at the right times in your life. Okay? Okay. Here we go. It allows you to be honest with yourself and with others. You know, when you say yes to do something or merely agree with what someone said, even when it's contradictory to to how you feel, you're in a sense lying to that person to yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, yes, that outfit looks good on you when it really isn't that flattering. Is yeah. probably not being really honest with that person. Yeah, I think <laughs> we always we all fall into that trap from time to time. I know, and I know it's tricky with someone that you love or care for. Um, but it's but, about building that level of communication, right? You're right. Okay. You're right. And again, this is not these aren't super easy to adopt. But you just need to just start, just just think about in. some of this stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, another benefit to say no is that it helps you keep your priorities in check. And this to me is huge. If your priority is like spending time with your family, then don't volunteer for something that takes time away from them. Right. We do this so much. If your priority is saving money, don't spend it needlessly on consumer products. If your priority is losing weight, don't give into that greasy burger and fries. Right. It's kind of like that life plan stuff we talked about. So what are your, what are your no kidding goals? What are your uh, yep. priorities? And exactly. these are just mini priorities for that. And it's and it's hard, you know. And I, you know, and I know it's a lot easier said than done. Um, but I encourage you to consider your priorities when you're when you're say yes to something. Like think about how is this really impact? If I say yes to going to this birthday party, how is that affecting the plans that I already had set in place, or the time that I really need to be spending with my own kids and my spouse or whatnot? Right. Yeah. Like, so, because when you say yes to the birthday party, but you're well, saying that, no to somebody else. That's also yeah. That's saying no to something else you could be doing on that Saturday. It's saying yes to going out and buying a gift, spending money. Yeah. You know, yeah. all that. Yeah. And like I said, you're sacrificing your own priorities. Yeah. So it can also be very empowering. You're doing what you want and not being controlled by other people's agendas. If you let people interrupt you or, or you take on tasks practically every time someone asks you yeah. to, then folks will think it's okay to do that to you all the time. Yeah. And then they'll think yeah, it's okay. She yeah. always says yes. We all have people in our lives that they end up saying, well, why do I feel like such a doormat all the time? You know, people are always walking all over me. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's because you let that happen. 
That's absolutely true. That's true. Now, say no also prevents you from having feelings of resentment caused by doing things you'd rather not be doing. Have any of you been victim to the mandatory fun (laughs) in the family (laughs) or mandatory volunteering at work or in a group that you're a part of? You know, if... You know, you'll end up having resentment if, if it's something that you really don't want to do because then you're going to see it as, man, I did this and I really didn't want to do it. I could be doing something I really need to be doing and want to be doing. And yeah, so, all those times where you say, how did I get my inside voice is saying, how did I get myself into this or I never want to do this again? Right, right. Now, saying no also keeps you from doing or saying things you'll regret. Peer pressure kind of comes into mind yeah. here. And this, again, you know, saying no, this can start at an early age, you know, and even for us as adults, you know. There's sometimes you feel compelled to do things just because say yes to doing something just because your peer group is doing it, but that can get you into trouble. Sure can. You know, hey, let's go out, have a drink. And, you know, you have no driver. So it's okay. Let's go drink. You can drive. You've only had two or three drinks. That's probably a bad decision. Every time, every once in a while, you really do got to just kind of step back and reevaluate. You're right. So saying no also can help you avoid needless stress and procrastination. When you say yes to do something you really don't want to do, you end up pushing it off and avoiding it until you absolutely have to do it. (laughs) And it's causing you unnecessary stress and anxiety. I've done this a lot, folks, in the past. When you totally dread something, I mean, how often do you, by default, say, well, I'm just going to do it now and get it out of the way. No, you put it off. Yeah, you rarely do that. You just naturally put it off. (laughs) Right, exactly it, you know. So by saying no, you're going to avoid that needless stress and procrastination. Now, saying no will also help you earn self-respect and respect from others. Nobody likes a yes man. How many times have you heard that? Or, or oh, you're at yeah. work, it's like, man, he's such a yes man or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You're totally right. So by saying no, you're respecting your time, your priorities, and your life. That's basically what you're doing. Right. And other people will say, okay, well, you finally, you yeah. finally grew a backbone or whatever. Yeah, and because you're confident in your response and you're, you're secure. What's going, people will actually, by default, will start thinking, okay, that person's confident. They know what they want, what they need to do. They're in charge of their time and the priorities. And believe it or not, people are drawn to, to confidence. Right. And so inevitably, they're going to respect that. Now, I know those are all great things about saying no. And I know that you can't say no to everything and everyone. And I'm certainly not suggesting that you be a jerk about it, right? No, you can't. can't do that. But... You know, there is the notion of tact. You still <laughs> need to be tactful and respectful when saying no. But uh, I also suggest that you start to change your mindset about saying no. No sounds like a negative thing, but it really doesn't need to be negative. You can start viewing it in a more positive light. So here are a few tips and ideas to think about to help make saying no a little bit easier. Good. We can always use some tips. There you go. (laughs) Stop worrying about other people's feelings as your first priority. Sure, you should be aware and sensitive to feelings, but don't allow their feelings to trump over your priorities if your priorities are that important. Sometimes... You do need to bend for those close to you, but sometimes your your priorities are just that. They have to be, yeah. They're your priorities. If it's that important and someone can't handle your response, they'll get over it. Eventually, they'll get over it. Surely, you'll be able to handle those, you know, those rare situations, but if they can't respect your priorities... That's kind of a sign of immaturity if they can't, if they don't respect you, or a sign of disrespect or whatever. You know, there's there's just a lack of communication, and maybe you need to work on that communication and have a better understanding of one another and stuff, but um, basically what I'm saying is don't be insensitive... But make sure that you keep your priorities in check. Another thing to think about is a big area that you can start saying no in is in extended family and friend obligations. And I'm not talking about your spouse or kids because I think the family 
is incredibly important. So practice on people who don't matter to you as much. Right? <laughs> right. Start with acquaintances, right? <laughs> there you go. And then maybe move into some you know, kind of friends, friends yeah, and, or extended go. family that you only see once a year at the family reunion, yeah. and then move into family and friends. There you right? go. You okay. know, like business acquaintances, yeah. they could, you know, they may want something from you and, and it's just, they just met you, but they're like, hey, can you do this and this for me? Right. But really, it's probably no benefit to you. It's not in line with your priorities. It's maybe it's not a group of people that you want to talk to or work with. And yeah. not to sound harsh, but that just may be the reality. You know, I you just say thought, no to that. Here's a couple of here's a couple of red flag situations. I think. What's that? I got a quick question for you. Or could you could you do me a favor? Oh, or, you yeah. know those little things. Those are all little warning signs of those, aren't they? There you go. So just yeah, yeah just so just put your guard up and yeah. just start. Just be aware. How many times have <laughs> you prepared. gotten the, the? I got a quick question email. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, with you, I usually say, like, um, I got a favorite, but you don't have to work it right now. It's not a priority. I try to preface it with, <laughs> if it's not in line with what you need to get done today, please don't get distracted with my needs. <laughs> it's because we care about each other. Hopefully like that, it's right? in the office because then I can stay in my boxers, you know, that's pretty much how I work. <laughs> nice. But. So, you know, so basically Dan, Dan's right, you know, acquaintances, family and friends, they're wonderful and you may love helping them, but sometimes they can be the biggest culprit to taking advantage of your time. And they don't know, they're not doing it maliciously. It's just, you just, you're the one that needs to be cognizant of that. Yeah. You're right. You're your own gatekeeper when it comes to that stuff. You're right. Now, another area you can start saying no to is in over-volunteering. You don't have to be the homeroom mom, the den mother, the PTA member, HOA member, and whatever else is out there all at once. Yeah, a lot of people... Or you don't have to overcommit for your kids. Oh too. yeah, because if your kids are committed, that means you're committed that means to you're it too. Committed. Yeah, you know, unless I, they're like seven and like this, uh, you know, savant driver. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> right? That'd but, be awesome. <laughs> you know, I actually read something. I was reading Will Davis Jr.'s book enough, and he had a passage in there about this family who decided that they were going to give up sports for the kids for one year, and they. And it was a very short passage, but they kind of chronicled how much they grew together as a family and how much free time they had right. just by giving up those things. Yeah, and I know some of that stuff is important. Again, it's all yep. finding the right balance. But if you are driving, you know, you've got three or four kids and they're all involved in different events, sporting programs or whatever, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be tapped out. And that, unfortunately, has a negative impact on the family in some way. You're going to be stressed out. You're not going to have that real quality time with the family. Um, All these you might be resentful. Yeah, you, then you end up being resentful, yeah. and then you start having negative feelings about yourself because you feel like you're a ter- terrible parent. Right, these all snowball. It really, they? they really do. So again, just kind of just rethink about overcommitting yourself. Okay. Okay. Um, another thing that you can do is to reframe your words instead of saying "I'll get back to you" or "I can't." Say things like "Let me think about it," or "That doesn't fit into my schedule," or. I won't, or I've decided not to. It doesn't have to be mean. Right. It just says, no, I won't do that. Because that's a lot more deliberate um, than saying, I can't. Because you probably can do something. You know what? Uh, but deciding to say, I won't, is two, those are two different things. Right. I would caution against anybody developing the habit of fibbing on that, too. Right. You know? So, and the other thing, just me personally, for the, on the, I'll get back to you, that puts the ball back in my court. And now I'm like, geez, I got to get back to them. So I think what I would do is just the, my default answer might be, I'm so sorry, but I'm already committed. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, and that, that is true. You committed yeah, you to your to time them, you're committed and, your, to your, time. Priori- and yeah. your priorities. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I do like that better. Yeah. Because if you say, let me think about it, then the person's going to wait for you to get right. back with them. You it's know? delaying the decision. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, think about the, just reframing your words a little good bit. Good call. Yep. 
And the last thing is to be cognizant of your response in your body language. A lot of this stuff sounds like it's just you're being you know, taking charge and, right. and, and whatnot, but just some things you can do is just look the person in the eye, be brief in your response. You don't need to drag it on or come up with an excuse because that excuse might end up being a fib and that's just right. a place you, you, just, do you don't want to go down that path. Uh, but use eye contact and have a calm yet firm voice. And don't use closed off potty language like hands on your hips yeah. and arms crossed or rolling your eyes. Damn, will look at me going, <laughs> but babe, you do that to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So flipping them off is a bad, oh, come on that's now. a bad thing, right? Okay. That's probably a bad thing. That's <laughs> yeah, right. That's okay. probably bad. <laughs> work so, on my communication. Yeah, but just be sincere. You can be very sincere and still, you know, be able to say no to somebody, but just be sincere in response. Like, I just, I, I'm not able to do that right now. Or I'm already, I'm already committed. committed. Yeah. I'm already committed to something else. Or I'd like to help, but I'm committed to something. Because that probably is true. Maybe you would like to help, but you've set other priorities. So, and and don't invade the personal space. Don't get up in the grill and say, I ain't going to do it. I told you I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Don't That'd get up in the bad. grill. That's subtle, but. Yeah. <laughs> and don't use inappropriate facial expressions and or language. <laughs> so, but seriously, you know, there's just some things that you can do as far as reframing your words and using appropriate body response and language. So, okay, there. So those are my tips and some things for you to think about. Not too difficult, right? No, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> of course, like I said before, it's a lot easier said than done. But again, with a little bit of practice, you'll feel a lot more comfortable with the idea of saying no. Believe me, you don't have to say no to everything. You know, take it one thing at a time. I just, I highly recommend saying it a little more often, especially if you're feeling overextended and stressed out. Yeah, there's probably a lot of, if you look at your, your daily life, there's probably a lot of opportunities to use this in a positive way for you. Didn't we talk about this? I can't remember if it was one or two podcasts ago where I was looking at my to-do list and I was getting stressed out and, and it was mostly self-imposed. And so Dan and I just said, well, let's just look at what these commitments are and let's start knocking some of it off. Yeah. We were saying no to certain things. It just didn't make sense. Maybe later down the road they will. We could fit them in, but right now we just took them off. And it was like this big weight was lifted off our shoulders. So. Good stuff. So, so. so give it a try. We'll see how empowering it can be for you. All so. righty. We'll definitely give it a try. And okay. Coming up, we got uh, the thing the segment. Thing I'm going to go first on this one, if that's fine. Yay. Go for it. Well, I was reading um, through my daily blog feeds. And um, I came across this simple post from Dan Miller, who I know I've mentioned him a, a lot of times before at 48days.com. And the funny thing is, he's talking about this inscription that I'll get to in a second. And uh, Dan's post sparked my memory of the, the short time that I spent in the UK, but also gave me some inspiration. As at the time, I had the edit and forget it uh, challenge on my mind. And so as I was reading his post... Isn't that amazing how it happens? Yeah, it's just... It, it's it just not. It's just not chance. I'm just I saying. Know, I'm know. just saying. <laughs> so anyway, Dan wrote in his in his blog post. He said, "When we talk about change, here's a good starting point. This is an inscription on the tomb of an Anglican bishop, and it reads: When I was young and free, and my imagination had no limits, I dreamt of changing the world. As I grew older and wiser, I discovered the world would not change. So I shortened my sights somewhat and decided to change only my country." but it too seemed immovable. As I grew into my twilight years, in one last desperate attempt, I settled for changing only my family, those closest to me. But alas, they would have none of it. And now I realize, as I lie on my deathbed, if I had only changed myself first, then by example, I might have changed my family. From their inspiration and encouragement, I would then have been able to better my country. And who knows, I might have even changed the world. So, that's it. I think that that can hit home with a lot of us. 
Yeah, we try and, so hard to change other folks, but if you just set the example and change yourself, then that's probably a little bit more of an impact. Right. So while we talk about how we're frustrated with the consumer-focused society we all live in and uh, working on our own simple life together and starting the change within ourselves is probably a heck of a lot more productive and impactful. So, And that's something that I think that we'll be doing in the awesome. Edit and Forget It Challenge. So so that's my thing. Yeah, that's an awesome thing. I think that's it really is um, a lot to think about. I yeah. mean, simple. You know, you try so hard, like I say, you try so hard to change other people and you get frustrated with, you know, either society as a whole or whatnot, but just focus on yourself. Yep. And like I said, maybe you can have a better impact and influence on others around yeah. you. So, well, my thing. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, I'm surprised we didn't talk about any tech stuff. So I'm going to talk about a little tech stuff. Ooh, oh, good. Maybe, scary. I can, maybe I could pipe in. Oh, that's scary. Um, well, of course, the thing segment is something that impacts you during the week or makes you go, hmm, or me likey likey. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, just for the record, I've never said me likey likey. Well, <laughs> Th- that was just now the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> Well, my Google Calendar makes me go, I likey, likey all the time. <laughs> so with, my Google Calendar is my thing. Just yesterday, I was on the phone with a colleague of mine. Um, we do a lot of work projects. Actually, it was Karen, Karen me, yeah. that we just talked about. She's doing the um, Organize and Energize workshop here in San Antonio. But we work a lot together on like big projects, like managing big residential moves or working with small businesses. Anywho, she's in Portland on vacation. I'm here in San Antonio, and we're working with a client that's moving from Kansas City to San Antonio. <laughs> and we'll be responsible for unpacking and getting the client's family set up in an 11,000-square-foot home. That's, that's a decent-sized home. Yeah, you know. Pff, 11 of our future homes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> so, at any case, you know, at any rate, it's, it's going to be a big project. Sure. And so there's going to be a lot of juggling with the calendar and, and things like that. Well, I love my Google Calendar because as I was talking to her, I was able to look at the calendar that she and I share. We have a shared calendar. Um, and I was able to look at my husband's calendar, Dan's calendar, my kids' calendar, and even my personal calendar so that so to make sure that there weren't any conflicts. And it was awesome. It was beautiful. I love having multiple calendars that I can share and view that automatically sync to my iPhone and my iPad. It's like having control in the palm of my hand. Yeah, we love the Google. Well, the whole Google suite we're going to talk about in future podcasts, but Google Calendar is really a neat one. I mean, I use it daily, constantly, throughout the day. I, I love it. So anyway, so as I was discussing this big project with her yesterday, it was just awesome that here we are across the states and just balancing calendars and, and, and scheduling things. And so yeah, I right. love my, my likey likey. I can give Google a quick tech, tech tip on Google Calendar. Oh, well, sure. Go for it. Um, well, I won't tell them how yet, but um, I, can, I mean, you can figure <laughs> it out. But No, not a teaser. But just one another cool thing that we do is uh, I set up a Google Calendar that has everybody in my extended families, birthdays and anniversaries and all that stuff on it. Right. And we have it so people can subscribe to that calendar and then they can get um, they can get updates on their phone. So I always get the updates for when somebody in the family's oh, birthday yeah, is coming up. I have it come to my phone like two days before their birthday. Cool. So, yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of neat functions with calendars. You know, you can set up the reminders and things like that and recurring appointments. And so it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, awesome stuff. We definitely have to do a podcast on the Google Suite. So I guess I'll move into the feedback segment. And uh, I mentioned it earlier, but we received a very nice comment on the website from Farnoosh Brock of prolificliving.com. And Farnoosh wrote, You guys, I am just blown away by what you are doing here. The content is top notch, bar none. I love it. I have just started listening to your podcast and love the both of you and how you interact. Keep it up and I'll be sure to review it in iTunes. Wishing you both a very happy new year. 
Well, thanks, Farnoosh. That's awesome. Thanks, and Farnoosh. Happy New Year to you, too. <laughs> and folks, you really should check out Farnoosh's site over at prolificliving.com. She has literally tons of great info. And she has a great podcast, Her, too. Yes, the Daily Interaction podcast is fantastic, too. So check that stuff out, and you'll, you'll be very glad you did. You really will. She's, she's doing a lot of great things over there. So Okay, so that's it for Episode 8 of Simple Life Together. Today, Dan talked about our Edit and Forget It Challenge. And Vanessa talked about the power of saying no. And my thing was a quote about changing yourself first that Dan Miller reminded me of. And my thing was my Google Calendar and how it totally facilitates planning for life and work events. So that'll do it for today. Once again, happy 2013. And we hope this year is a great year for simplifying your life. If you haven't started yet or have just been thinking about it, now is a great time to start. We're blessed to be able to share some ideas and some of our experiences as we journey toward a simpler life in the modern world, and we'd like to hear some of your experiences too. To make sure you don't miss an episode, the best thing to do is subscribe to the show. You can find us in iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories, or you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash RSS and subscribe there as well. And if you get a chance, review the show in iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher the show is in the listings, and that's how people find us. Yeah, and it's not all about us. We really just we want to share the info. We right. really do want to help. So just go to Simple Life Together in iTunes, scroll down to the customer reviews area where you'll see write a review. It helps out a lot, and thanks in advance for that. And remember, you can find all the show notes at simplelifetogether.com that have links for everything we talk about today. And while you're there, sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge Ooh, yeah. in, in the left <laughs> sidebar. We also have additional blog posts and lots of information there that hasn't been on the show. Connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Hayes, and Vanessa is at Get Simplified. And you can find links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on simplelifetogether.com. And as always, we'd love some feedback, so be sure to leave comments below the show notes, or if you have access to a computer with a microphone, you can go to simplelifetogether.com and click on the little microphone icon with the words send voicemail. Record us a message, comment, or question, and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Feel free to plug your show or your site in your message, and we'll help you get the word out. Of course, you could always go old school and just send us an email, too, and you'll find email links on the website in the sidebar. Either way, we look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. <laughs>